0: You are Locked On Cougars, and this is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks again for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the podcast. A lot to cover on today's edition of the show. We'll talk some BYU basketball, BYU women's volleyball. Also even talk BYU football, where of course fall camp rolls on. Day number 13 today for Kalani Satake and his program. We'll catch up with BYU senior wide receiver Micah Simon. I spoke with him one-on-one to talk about what's different this year as a senior as compared to his season, a season ago when he was a junior captain for BYU football. We'll break down BYU basketball's West Coast Conference schedule that was released yesterday and of course get to our church and state rivalry player countdown series we were just 15 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. Uh, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Manscaped and also a brand new old sponsor who is back onto the show. That is our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those companies as we continue on with today's edition of the podcast. And with that, let's get going. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 14th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay catch your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for downloading the show on a Wednesday. Hopefully, guys, this week is going great. We are halfway through the work week. You're on the downhill slide whenever you hear this towards the weekend. And thanks again for supporting this podcast. Our download numbers have never been stronger. As I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, a big credit to all of you BYU fans is our download numbers. were the biggest across all of the college football podcast uh, platforms on the Locked on Podcast Network over the previous two weeks. So thanks again for your support of the show. Let's kick things off today and talk some BYU basketball. The West Coast Conference announced the conference schedules for each individual program yesterday in a release. BYU will kick off conference play with a bye, actually. They're one of two teams that will have a bye on the opening night of West Coast Conference play on January 2nd. Uh, That'll be a Thursday. They'll play their first conference game at home on January 4th against Loyola Marymount. Then they have a pretty stout schedule to kick off conference play. It's kind of typical for BYU. The next week, they'll be on the road on Thursday, January 9th at St. Mary's, where BYU has had just struggle after struggle, winning at McKeon Pavilion. We'll see if that's any different this year. Uh, then they'll be back home against Portland. The following week, they'll have their first game at Gonzaga on January 18th, a Saturday Saturday game. I would expect that gets a national TV slot, probably a late night game on ESPN or the like. And then later on in the conference schedule, of course, you get the return games from uh, both St. Mary's and Gonzaga. The St. Mary's game will come on February 1st to Saturday, which I would expect probably gets a national TV slot, followed by uh, what will be senior night for BYU on February 22nd as Gonzaga is in town. Uh, BYU will finish up conference play with another bye the final week of uh, conference play with a bye on Thursday before closing out at Pepperdine on the road on February 29th. So BYU one of two programs including uh, I believe it's yeah it's Santa Clara who no actually Santa Clara doesn't even have it. So BYU is the only program if I'm not mistaken that will have seven straight weeks where they have two games a week where Whereas everybody else in the conference has their buys uh, placed differently. So BYU's buys will come on the first and final weeks of conference play, which is a little bit interesting, but I think if you if – if you're being real about it, buys in college basketball are not like buys in college football. Uh, you, you, it's taking a game off. You only have one game in a week. I think it kind of throws guys' rhythm off. They're used to playing two, maybe three games a week, pending which time of the season it is. But I think this schedule for BYU sets up well. Uh, you get your road trips to St. Mary's and Gonzaga out of the way early on in conference play. Of course, Yoli Childs with that ridiculous asinine nine-game suspension will be back and hopefully we'll be be in good shape by the time this conference schedule rolls around, but I think that BYU, the schedule sets up, I think, pretty well all things considered. There's only one stretch where they play three straight road games. That of course will come as they go to Gonzaga on January 18th and then the following week they're on a road trip at Pacific and San Francisco. Other than that, there's only one other road trip weekend where you're on the road all weekend and that's at Loyola, Marymount and San Diego on February 13th and the 15th. So it sets up pretty well for BYU. There's no ridiculous stretch where they're playing two straight weekends on the road. Uh, they don't have ridiculous travel schedules back and forth. I like how the conference set it up. Uh, The only bugaboo I guess if you're a BYU fan is if you think that buys are more advantageous than I do then your buys opening up conference play on the opening weekend having a buy on that Thursday and then the final week of the conference play having the buy maybe that's where you could have a little bit of a quibble with what the West Coast Conference handed BYU but it's a big opportunity for BYU this coming season as I said previously that Yoli Child suspension is just absolutely ridiculous ridiculous. I think it torpedoes many chances for BYU in my mind to make a run in an NCAA tournament berth. I feel like the West Coast Conference this year actually could be a three-bid conference, but having Yoli Childs sitting out the early part of BYU's schedule when they'll play some of the marquee teams in their non-conference slate, I think that absolutely kills them. And it's unfortunate because I feel for a guy like Yoli Childs, but even more so if you're Mark Pope and had aspirations of making a big splash in your first year making the NCAA tournament, losing your star forward for nine games in the non-conference when you're trying to pile up some wins that would look good to the NCAA Division I committee that picks the at-large teams when it comes to the NCAA tournament. It's just a killer, plain and simple. And here's hoping that guys like Jake Toulson, TJ Hawes, and the like can step up, Jesse Wade, etc., cetera, uh, can step up in the absence of Yoli Childs and help BYU pull out some wins. But not having your star forward amongst an already thin front line, and I know that Mark Pope said last week that BYU is still appealing uh, for uh, guys like Wyatt Lowell and Richard Harward to get immediate eligibility at BYU. I would venture to say they're probably hard-pressed to get that approved, but if they do, that would help out because that front line's already thin enough without Yuli Child. So, an interesting situation all the way around, but like I said, the West Coast Conference schedule, if you want to check it out, go to WCCSports.com. You can check out the full schedule. I like how it lays out for BYU, and here's hoping they can make a run in West Coast Conference play and really make a push towards the NCAA Tournament regardless of what the NCAA thinks is appropriate for Yoli Childs, which is not appropriate in my mind. Anyway, some thoughts on BYU basketball. We'll switch gears, talk some BYU football next. Catch up with Micah Simon, BYU wide receiver. Excited to hear from him what he makes of his upcoming senior season. Also what he makes of having worked with guys like Keanu Hill and Luke Andrada early on in fall camp. So we'll hear from him next. Before we go, a reminder for you guys that the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast is here to help you win your fantasy football league this fall make sure you listen to vinnie iron the locked on fantasy football podcast right here on the locked on podcast network Vinny is giving you the edge with over 20 years of covering fantasy football don't listen to all the same stuff as everyone else then you'll be just like them get the edge from that to put you ahead on draft day and keep you ahead all season long the locked on fantasy football podcast is available on your favorite podcast providers just like this the locked on cougars podcast Guys, I wanted to take a minute and talk to you about a new sponsor on today's show, and that's our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. They were one of the original sponsors on this podcast when we launched just about a year ago, and they are back on board, and we're really excited to have them on board. They're a local company located in Utah County. They don't believe in door-to-door salesmen. They're not the guys that are knocking on your door, making you freak out about, quote-unquote, bug issues that they're seeing on your front porch, etc. Pest Control companies should not be bugging you in All Guard's Estimation. They have a quarterly pest control program, which is awesome for people who don't ever want to see a pest and to have the peace of mind that they're looking for. They also offer one-time services, so you don't need to sign a long-term contract. If you only need one time, if you only need them to come out one time, they'll make sure you're taken care of. They use the safest products in the industry. They're rated for daycares, hospitals, restaurants, kennels, and vets. And they also have awesome reviews online. You can go on their five-star reviews across Google, every online metric. These guys are the best. Seth and his team are. Fantastic! They are the termite experts in Utah County. So check them out. All Guard Pest Control. Give them a call. 801-851-1812 or check them out at allguardpestcontrols.com. They are here to help you make sure that you have the peace of mind when it comes to your pest control issues. If you have a wife like mine who doesn't want to see anything crawling on her floors, they are the guys to call. Seth and his team are fantastic. I have loved sponsoring with them. I've loved working with them. And I would encourage you guys, if you have any questions regarding pest control, control give Seth and his team a call that's all guard pest control once again 801 851 1812 or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com Welcome back to Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. A reminder for you guys that this podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found. Every podcast provider has the Locked On Cougars podcast. Please follow along on your podcatcher of choice and give us a good rating and review. Those five-star reviews, particularly on Apple Podcasts, are worth their weight in podcast gold. And I thank you guys in advance for your continued support of the show and giving those those ratings and reviews. Also, a reminder for you, when you're in your car, just plug in your smart device. play Podcast locked on Cougars when you're driving around. That way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU sports with this daily podcast all focused on the BYU Cougars. Alright, I had a chance to talk with Micah Simon, BYU senior wide receiver yesterday after practice. Always a good interview, always insightful. I always enjoy catching up with him and he's a guy who was voted as the only junior captain on BYU's team a year ago. I think high expectations were held for him then. They're still held for him this year, but I am interested I was I was interested I guess I should I should say in how he was going about this year differently than he did last year after he had pretty much a lackluster season I think by all estimation as a junior in 2018 I think he's motivated to go out and prove that he has the skills to pay the bills I guess you should say uh, when it comes to the next level as a senior this coming year I think he's shown well in fall camp Uh, talking with some people yesterday he had a fantastic touchdown reception during the closed portion of practice he's really shown well early on he's been spending a lot of time extra after practices, working on his own with different players uh, in terms of his ball-catching skills, doing a lot of high-pointing drills where you go up and catch the ball at its highest point. He's putting in a lot of extra work, and here's hoping it pays off for him, but I was excited to catch up with him, talk about his play individually, and also talk about the two newcomers to the wide receiving core, Keanu Hill and Luke Andrada, who is actually making a transition from high school quarterback to wide receiver like Micah Simon did once upon a time. And He'll explain how he's helped Luke kind of address making that move. So here you go, Micah Simon right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Micah, this is week three of fall camp. A lot of people kind of start calling this the dog days. How do you guys get through this? Oh, man, I think uh, I think just
1: number one is that we love football. We love being out here. So I don't think it's really an issue for uh, for people to continue to come out here and want to get better and want to continue to work on, um, you know, personal personal things that they're trying to get better at and things we're trying to get better at as a team to prepare ourselves for, uh, for game one.
0: You're going into your senior season. Do you look at yourself – is more of a leader than you ever have before now? Uh,
1: I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I think I've always kind of been a, have been a leader. Um, you know, I think there's things that you just kind of learn as you go and things that you, you feel like you should improve on, you know, as, as being a leader. So, you know, um, you know, I learned a lot from last year. To this year, as being a being a captain last year, and um, just learned a lot in the off season, talking to a lot of the different coaches about you know things that I that I can do to, to be better um, as a leader and be, you know and be better as a player. So, you know, I feel like I've uh, you know made those strides this off season and uh, you know ready to just give it all for uh, for my guys.
0: Have you taken another approach approach this year after what you did last year? Did you kind of reevaluate things and take a different approach this year?
1: Um, I just like as being a, being a leader yeah, a leader
0: just, a, or as just as, as a just player, kind of player in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I, I did, you know, in both ways, you just kind of really, you know, each year by year you really find out, you know, what kind of works for you, um, and what, and what didn't work for you. So I feel like, uh, you know, I, I did, you know, did a lot of self self scout this off season, you know, a lot of just self self observation and, uh, you know, figured out, you know, what's the best things for me to improve as a player and improve as a leader. So, you know, just kind of, I guess the main thing was just kind of having a purpose for everything, everything that I'm doing and having a plan, having a plan about it and knowing, you know, you know, why I'm doing that drill or why I'm doing this, why I'm doing that.
0: I wanted to ask you about two of the newcomers. Keanu Hill's a guy from the same area roughly down there in Texas from you. What's he bring to the table so far in fall camp?
1: Uh, you know, a dude that has a lot of size, man. You know, I've, we've had a lot of plays so far in camp where, you know, kind of just QBs just throw it up to him, and he's he's going to go get it and come down with it. So, um, you know, I'm really, really excited about, uh, you know, what he can uh, end up bringing to the table as he keeps improving and keeps, uh, you know, learning the playbook. And, and uh, you know, I'm uh, excited, excited for him
0: you made the transition from high school quarterback to wide receiver at this level Luke and is doing a similar thing have you been able to impart any wisdom in, in helping him make that transition
1: yeah I have I uh, you know I, I hosted <laughs> it's funny I hosted both of those guys on okay. their visits <laughs> so right. you know, I've just kind of been in contact with those guys mm-hmm. for a while and I've talked to Luke about you know about switching over and trying to help him out and he's uh you know it's it's one of those things it's a hard transition you know even even though he he's a super fast kid you know a really good athlete you know, just learning receivers is kind of just a whole different level. So, you know, really just, uh, you know, taking it day by day with him and helping him understand the ins and outs of receiver. And he's he's made huge strides, though, you know, um, from 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 day one to, to, to now. So I'm excited for, for him as well. You know, a dude that has a lot of speed, um, can really stretch the field, and uh, feel like he can be a really good special teams player for us also.
0: Is there... Trying to think how to phrase this question. Right, anyway. is there any difference between having Jaron at quarterback and Zach at quarterback? I
1: don't know, man. Those, those, both of those guys are ballers. You know, they they both can 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 throw the rock. They both can run and move the chains with their legs. Um, they can both extend plays. You know, scrambling and things like that, and and continue to make really really impressive throws on the run. So it's uh it's really it's really. Really cool to to have two two really good quarterbacks, um, and you know you just go out there and, and make the catches from whoever's throwing the ball to you.
0: Two more questions would be more on the lighthearted side. Since you come to BYU, where's kind of been your favorite place or spot you have found? Yeah. Okay,
1: good I test. don't know. I'm a guy that loves to eat. So, okay. so we'll, we'll, go the food route. We'll go the food route. And, uh, best restaurant here in Provo then. See, and that's just such a hard question for me too. Um, I think uh, I think a place I love going is is like uh, you know Tucanos or or Grill Mm -hmm. places like that. You know you just load up and uh, eat eat all you want.
0: (laughs) So you're going with offensive linemen essentially, is
1: it? (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll go with those guys.
0: (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Okay, and if you took me back to Dallas, you're from the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex area. Where would you take me down there?
1: I'm for sure, gonna take you to Waterburger. Okay, <laughs> I'll take you to Waterburger for sure, and then I'll take you to uh, I'll take you to Rudy's Chicken. You okay, know, fried chicken, French fries. You know they got to have everything over there. <laughs> all right. Micah, thanks so much. Oh so yeah, appreciate you.
0: There you go, Micah Simon, and you heard him say it. Uh, he is looking forward to just approaching the season with a new focus and new energy. He likes what Keanu Hill brings. He's a big body, and Keanu Hill, by all accounts, has been an impressive, impressive prospect early on in fall camp here. I think he's absolutely going to be in the two deep to at least start the year uh, opening night against Utah 15 days away from today and it sounds like he's just made major impressions all the way around in terms of Keanu Hill. And you also heard him talk about Luke Andrade he said it's not an easy transition going from high school quarterback to wide receiver but I think Micah Simon is almost the perfect person to take Luke under his arm and really help kind of move him along and really help him understand the nuances of making that position change because Micah Simon has done it and here's hope that Micah has a great senior season. Thanks to him for joining us here on Locked On Cougars. Uh, Later on this week, you're going to hear from Josh Ward. He is, of course, the host of Locked On Vols, which covers the Tennessee Volunteers, BYU's Week 2 opponent. Expected to catch up with him today or tomorrow to record a podcast to talk about Tennessee as BYU as we do our opponent preview series. And also later on this week, I had a chance to catch up with both Skylar Southam and Jake Oldroyd, BYU's kickers, to talk with them about uh, kicking punting and everything else in between when it comes to the specialist positions for BYU so hear from both of those guys later on this week on the podcast uh, one thing before we do take our penultimate time out here on the podcast is a reminder that we're only 15 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season and that means we need to get to our church and state player countdown series there are two guys on the roster at number 15 we're actually going to split them up because there's no player with number 14 on the roster so we're going to talk today about Aleva Hifo and we'll talk about Dimitri. Gallo on tomorrow's podcast. But Aleva Hifo, a fellow senior wide receiver alongside Micah Simon entering his senior year and I think Aleva has the ability to go to the next level as a slot receiver. He needs to show it in more abundance this coming year. Uh, Last year had 28 receptions for 358 yards and two touchdowns. Of course, one of those touchdowns memorably opened up the scoring in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl a deep bomb from Zach Wilson. And Aleva's really shown well uh, late in the season last year. Similar to talent Shumway, who we previously uh, talked about, another senior receiver. Eleva really seemed to come alive late in the season a year ago. His career totals are 76 receptions for 853 yards and four touchdowns. His yards per reception for, for a season ago were 12.8, for his career, 11.2. So I think Eleva is coming into the senior season and he's got expectations of going to the next level. Uh, of course, he is a uh, as close as brothers I know that they're cousins In some fashion With Sione Takitaki Taki. Uh, Sione was raised By Aleva's parents in large part during his high school years and Aleva has become very close to Sione so I'm sure Sione's passing on any wisdom he has in terms of the pre-draft process coming up for Aleva Hifo after this upcoming senior season but Aleva's got to take care of business on the field this coming year and I really feel like he is really starting to emerge and I think he's going to be one of the leaders for BYU at wide receiver Five 5'10", 187 pound athlete from Menifee, California played at Heritage High School uh, he's played 4 straight years for BYU and I think that this year, Aleva Hifo is a guy to keep an eye on. I think he's going to be sneaky good. Of course, a year ago was fantastic on jet sweeps. BYU used those early on in the season to great effect. He did a great job with that. He was actually, I think, the best guy in terms of doing that a season ago. We'll see if he continues in that role. I'm not sure how many more jet sweeps BYU will use this year, but it will be interesting to hear what, uh, BYU, well, not hear, but see what BYU comes up with to get him in more advantageous Positions. I think guys like Aleva alongside Matt Bushman on that inside slot role, when you're not necessarily the outside wide receiver where Micah Simon would be playing as an X or a Z receiver, you're that H receiver, is what BYU likes to call their inside slot receiver. Aleva Hifo he's too fast for most linebackers. He has the ability to get open in that 10 foot by 10 foot square and have somebody on him, but he still gets open and catches the ball. I don't think, I think he has deceptive speed. You saw that against Western Michigan in the famous Idaho Potato. I think he can get deep pretty easily. And here's hoping he can go out and have a stellar senior campaign and show what he can do to NFL scouts going forward as he enters the pre-draft process after this senior year. But I really do feel like Lev HIFO has the ability to make money at the next level. He just needs to show that he's more consistent this coming year. And I think with a guy like Zach Wilson, who has proven that he knows where to go with the ball almost as soon as the snap is made, if Lev HIFO can find himself open, you can guarantee that Zach Wilson will find him and get hit him early and often this season. So best of luck to Levi Hefo as we count you down 15 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. We are 10 days away from college football overall. It's an exciting time of year, guys, and I'm really excited to be covering the BYU Cougars with you right here on Locked On Cougars all year long. All right, a reminder for you guys, the Locked On NFL podcast has been very popular over the previous few weeks. They made a shift in the roles on this show. Former NFL scout Matt Williamson is now the expert in analyzing the NFL every day. Joined by host Brian Peacock, Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast that covers all things NFL with Matt's unique takes on the game. Follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. It's available everywhere that this podcast, Locked On Cougars, is available. So I'd encourage you guys check out the Locked On NFL podcast. That way you stay up to, stay up to date with everything going to Locked On Cougars as we close out today's edition of the podcast. I want to thank you guys again for your continued support of the podcast. A couple of things to cover before we close out today is that BYU will be having their Cougar kickoff. It's the 15th annual Cougar kickoff. It's scheduled from 6 to 8.30 at Hawes Field, which is just west of the indoor practice facility in Provo. Uh, Cougar Club members actually can get in starting at 5.30 by presenting your membership card. Athletes from the football, men's basketball, women's volleyball, soccer, gymnastics, swimming and diving, cross country, and even the cheer squad will be on hand to meet with fans, sign autographs, and play a variety of games and run drills with kids. So check it out, guys. The Cougar kickoff tonight from 6 to 8.30. If you are a Cougar Club member, you can get in at 5.30. One other thing is in conjunction with the Cougar kickoff, the annual Cougar sale takes place in the indoor practice facility. It's open to the public from 5 to 6 p.m. Cougar Club members can get early admission from 4.30 on by presenting their membership card to that. You can pick up game day shirts, purchase athletic department Clothing and gear at discounted prices. I saw Jack DeMooney, BYU's um, staffer, saying that the cleats, like BYU's cleats that come from Nike, that usually cost a hundred bucks plus, are going to be are twenty dollars for normal sizes, and I think he said bigger sizes, like size thirteen and above, just ten dollars crazy prices. i have encourage you guys, if you're looking to pick up some BYU athletic gear, go to the Cougar cell, see what you can come away with. And if you're looking for cleats in particular, that's a fantastic deal maybe for your son or daughter who may be playing fall sports. One other note for you before we go today is that BYU Women's Volleyball, we talked about them being ranked number one by the West Coast Conference yesterday. Well, they are ranked number nine in the country in the preseason AVCA coaches poll that was released Tuesday. Defending national champion Stanford got 62 of 63 first place votes they are expected to repeat as national champions BYU number 9 no first place votes for them but just behind Penn State who received a first place vote but is in 8th place it'll be an interesting season upcoming for BYU for all Americans coming back we talked about them getting all uh, WCC preseason honors yesterday But BYU in the top 10 to start the season, I think is a good place. I felt like they probably deserve to be ranked a little bit higher. I understand losing players like Roni Jones-Perry would move you down a little bit, but I still thought BYU would be a top five team starting the season. But starting in the number nine slot, watch out for Heather Olmstead's team. I think she can use this as a little bit of motivation saying, hey, guess what? The national media doesn't think you can do again what you've done the previous few seasons. And here's hoping that BYU has a great year coming up. It should be a lot of fun they'll have uh, four BYU opponents are currently listed in the poll. They're going to take on number one Stanford at Stanford. They'll take on number four, Texas in Wichita. Number 16, Marquette will be here in Provo. And the number 21, San Diego, BYU's chief rival in the West Coast Conference uh, will be, of course, playing BYU twice, both in Provo and in San Diego. They're ranked number 21 in the country. So best of luck to Heather Olmstead and her crew as they get ready for the upcoming season. Should be an exciting year for BYU women's volleyball. The, but the number nine ranked Lady Cougars on the women's volleyball court I think you can use that as some motivation saying guess what they don't think we're as good as they they don't think we're as good as we think we are let's go out and prove them wrong once again all right that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast want to thank you guys again for downloading the show please follow us on social media Facebook Instagram and Twitter check us out locked on Cougars is the tag to use there follow me at Jacob C Hatch and if you'd like to drop the show a note you're interested in advertising just like all guard pest control is drop us a note BYU at gmail.com. Love to talk to you there. Reminder for you guys to check out All Guard Pest Control for any of your pest control needs. Call them 801-851-1812 or go online allguardpestcontrols.com. They are the local experts when it comes to pest control issues. So check them out. Seth and his team are absolutely fantastic. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Cougars for August 14th, 2019.